everybody, this is James Lindsay, and you are listening to New Discourse's Bullets, which is where I give a short bullet point type summary of a single topic from woke Marxism I think you need to understand so we can beat it. Today I'm going to talk about diversity and inclusion specifically. I'm going to leave out equity just for the quick summary, the E in DEI, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, stands for an administered economy in which shares are adjusted so that citizens are made equal. So it's an administrative system, a bureaucratic system that adjusts shares to make citizens equal. In other words, it's socialism. That's the goal of diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, programs. But we're not talking about equity today. I want to talk about diversity and inclusion specifically. I want you to understand how the woke Marxists understand these concepts. And it starts by understanding that they interpret all concepts through their view of the world, which is not our view of the world. Their view of the world is that there's these uh, pervasive evil spirits, if you will, called systems of power or uh, systemic power or power dynamics that contour and structure our experience of reality. So every word, diversity, inclusion, equity, whatever, has to be understood only through the lens that understands systems of power in which there are hierarchies where some people are the haves and some people are the have-nots, and that's generated by the unjust power dynamic of, say, systemic racism if it's race, transphobia if it's a trans thing, or queer theory, homophobia, sexism, misogyny, and so on. All of these are understood in terms of systemic power dynamics that contour reality and effect that work like evil spirits. So the word diversity is understood this way. To understand what the way this mindset works is we have to go back to the 1920s and 30s when the father of cultural Marxism, which we're not allowed to call it cultural Marxism anymore, we have to call it Western Marxism, which is another name for the same thing, but the father was Antonio Gramsci. And what Gramsci outlined was this idea that pervades all of Western civilization called hegemony. It's that we all share the same values largely. It's that we want, you know, Western values to pervade all aspects of how we we build our societies, whether those are classically liberal values or whatever. And that creates like a cultural force field that keeps Marxism out. And that's the most important thing because now you have a power dynamic. You have a prevailing existing culture that keeps Marxist culture out. So what you understand then is that you now have a Marxism of culture where there is a prevailing culture that keeps what out? Not the marginalized, not some particular race, sex, sexuality, gender, whatever. What it keeps out is specifically Marxist perspectives on cultural issues. So diversity in woke has to be understood in terms of the idea that the world is constructed around cultural hegemonic values and norms. So diverse means outside of the hegemonic values. Take, for example, Larry Elder. This has nothing to do with, with, with race. I just want to make that point. It has nothing to do with sexuality. We use Pete Buttigieg. With the, Larry Elder, he ran for governor as a conservative. Turns out he's black, but that doesn't matter because he was the black face of white supremacy, according to the Los Angeles Times, because he adopts the prevailing hegemonic values which are defended by conservatism, which seeks to conserve them. Pete Buttigieg, when he was running for uh, presidential, the presidential nomination in the 2020 Democratic primary, was accused of not speaking from the gay voice because he passes too much. He said uh, something like he may sleep with men or marry a man, but he's not authentically gay. And that's because he's not 
well, even though he is a Gramscian Marxist himself, he's not speaking sufficiently from the woke perspective. In other words, by participating in the culture that's on the inside, instead of the culture that's on the fringes and the margins, they're actually upholding the cultural hegemony rather than dismantling it, disrupting it, challenging it, resisting it, just like we see with the decolonization resistance. Uh, resisting the cultural hegemony is the necessity. So diversity in woke means diverse as compared to the prevailing cultural hegemony of uh, cultural, social, and political views. In other words, it means marginalized perspectives, which are ossified, historically marginalized groups who are permanently historically underrepresented groups. Doesn't matter how overrepresented, how much effort's put into representing them now. Historically, they were underrepresented. So what it actually means is diverse means woke Marxists. They are the people who are diverse as compared to the cultural hegemony. See, the prevailing culture is uniform. Diversity means outside of the prevailing culture. It just so happens to use identity politics as access points to get into the position of outside of the prevailing culture. So you have queer culture as kind of a folk nationalism. You have capital B activist black culture as a kind of folk nationalism. It was literally called black nationalism for a while as it was coming along. Um, and we can go on down the line. I mean, the, the magazine, one of the magazines that pushes this view for the queer theory side of things is called LGBTQ Nation. Uh, the folkish nationalist aspects are undeniable. But diversity means coming from outside of the existing cultural hegemony, which means Marxists. It means a Marxist perspective on those identity categories. They call that a critical consciousness of that identity, critical race consciousness, critical queer consciousness, and so on. Inclusion means going out of your way to include all of the critical counter-hegemonic views. So it means including woke Marxists. So I want to remind you that what Gramsci actually said was that the cultural hegemony is so powerful that the only way strategically to overcome it would be to go inside of the cultural institutions that produce it and disseminate it and reinforce it with a what he called counter-hegemony, a Marxist or socialist viewpoint uh, that brings the cultural values that nourish the possibility of a socialist revolution, bring that into the institutions themselves so that the institutions start to proliferate an alternative, a culture uh, that is alternative to the predominant status quo. So inclusion is the means by which that is to be maintained, including the counter-hegemony against the hege hegemonic values that define Western civilization. Diversity is the excuse under which you're going to bring it in. Oh, people from diverse backgrounds, different perspectives, but the only perspectives that count as different are critically conscious, woke Marxist perspectives. That's the key that you have to understand. And this is, again, because in woke think. Everyone is already thinking the same way under cultural hegemony, which brainwashes us all to accept and promote and maintain and perpetuate the existing culture, the existing society. And they are that way with a false consciousness of how great it is unless and until they awaken to a critical consciousness, aka woke. They have to woke up to a different consciousness of how society can operate, which turns out to be a Marxist 
consciousness of how society operates, that it's constructed in terms of power dynamics that are unjust and have to be dismantled, that operate across stratified boundaries uh, in, in binary oppositions like male versus female, black versus white, and so on. So a critical consciousness or woke is what makes them diverse against a culture that all thinks the same according to maintaining the status quo in woke think. So diversity, to stress it again, means diverse outside of cultural hegemony. Doesn't matter what you look like, doesn't matter who you sleep with, doesn't matter who you're attracted to, doesn't matter your sex, doesn't matter any of that. That's all a lie. That's all just a cover story for the fact that what it actually means is that you only have a diverse perspective if it's outside of the the perspective of the dominant society. In other words, if it's a marginalized perspective, which in their definition is a perspective that is awakened to critical consciousness. Because the people who are outside of that perspective who are not Marxist and not woke, they need to be awakened, they need to be given critical consciousness or class consciousness, but they're also silenced. They're also completely unaware. They're, they're submerged people, as the word Paulo Freire used and other Marxists have used for it. They don't know what they don't know, so they don't count. They're not useful because they're not awakened. So people, what you often hear is that they're people from different backgrounds. That's what diverse is. But what they mean is that it's people from different backgrounds who have awakened to a critical consciousness about their background. The people who have not awakened to that critical consciousness yet are not diverse. No matter what they look like, no matter who they're attracted to, no matter what their sex, no matter what. Because they actually still either think the same as the prevailing culture or have just accepted the dominance of the, of the prevailing culture and they're in no position to challenge it. So in other words, they have a false consciousness or a submerged consciousness and just bring more of the same to the table. They perpetuate cultural hegemony. They're not actually diverse. Even if they are diverse they, and don't know it yet. So the demand of diversity and inclusion is that we make space for critically conscious, that is woke, that is deliberately counter-hegemonic in the Gramscian sense, perspectives. That is, we hire and we include commissars who are executing what literally later got named the long march through the institutions. So diversity and inclusion means facilitate the long march through the institutions, even though it is mostly complete. They call it making space. But what you're making space for is critically conscious people. That is inclusion. And it means making the space safe. You always hear that safe space, safe space. We don't want to have it, you know, want people to feel like they belong, all this stuff. What it means is making the space safe from the evil spirits of power dynamics like systemic racism and transphobia and all that. See, they have the awakened social spiritual uh Gnostic disposition to detect the evil spirits of systemic racism and decide when people are not safe or not included or would be excluded or don't feel like they belong in one of these spaces. And that means in practice that the people who have that awakened position that you let in in order to be inclusive and to bring in diversity, in other words, the Marxists, they have the special spidey sense that allows them to determine what has to be censored what has to be excluded, what has to be purged in order to make the space inclusive for what? The people who are excluded by cultural hegemony, in other words, woke Marxists. So the entire diversity and inclusion thing is a scam. 
The point of the scam is to bring in disruptive, woke Marxists from outside of the prevailing cultural hegemony. Those people are tasked with transforming your institution from within into one that spreads critical consciousness, which is to say it uses your uh, institutions, apparatuses, and resources to make people woke. That's what it does. It's deliberately infecting your institutions with a cultural and mental and emotional and social virus. And I remind you that they describe themselves in those terms, that they call themselves a virus, that they describe this process of, of uh, invading the institutions with the counter-hegemony as a virus. That was a literal paper they wrote in the field of women's studies in 2016 from Arizona State University. So the whole thing is a scam to bring in people who are considered outside of the prevailing Western cultural hegemonic view and cause them to start causing disruption within, to start doing Marxist conflict theory within, in order to transform the institution into one that perpetuates more woke Marxism. It's relatively easy, if you actually look at it, to tell that diversity and inclusion is a scam, because every time you listen to people talk about what it's going to deliver, they're super vague. If you ask them what it's supposed to accomplish or how it's supposed to work, they're vague. Oh, we're going to bring different minds together with different perspectives, and that's our real strength. That didn't say anything, actually. Or, you know, a lot of the problems that could be solved by the same mindset uh, have already been solved, so let's bring in people with different mindsets. We're not talking about, well, first of all, that's not even true. Um, the Western mindset has solved more problems, especially like in fields like the sciences, than virtually any other discipline ever, because it allows for open inquiry, it allows for questions, it allows for uh, advancement through success. And so it actually is a problem-solving machine. Bringing in woke Marxists doesn't actually make that better, but that's the claim. We have to bring, out the, bring in these outside perspectives to solve what? What kind of problems do they claim to solve anyway? Social and cultural problems. But everywhere they go, they generate more of them because it's all a fraud. And they're vague about what it's supposed to accomplish and how it will accomplish it because they don't know. It doesn't work. It's not real. It's magical thinking rooted in a cult that believes if they just challenge the dominant status quo, then everything can be better. That the ideal society is contained like a seed of gold inside the existing society. If it can just be liberated so that it can expand and grow into a, a new golden age. And that'll happen when enough people get caught up in the cult belief. When enough people have abandoned the cultural hegemony that's keeping us in the in the, the society that we're in now so that we can step into a socialist society. This is why Antonio Gramsci said that Christianity is precisely the religion that must kill Christianity. It has to rise up from within it, as a matter of fact, transform it from within so that it can actually overwhelm or overcome Christianity or in fact kill it. And when enough people believe in it, that's when it will work, and that's why they have to run the scam to fill your institution with people who are using your institution's resources and reputation and power to transform more people. Like if people want to keep their job, they have to go to the damn DEI training that brainwashes them into DEI or ends up getting them fired. 
so that they can transform the institution, wasting the institution's resources to make more people have the woke mindset. That's all this is about. And then they will use the resources once you have enough people that are in the mindset that they're going to perpetuate it to do stuff like put Dylan Mulvaney on a fucking beer can and ruin the entire uh, entire business because they think that what they're doing is noble and just and that if enough people believe it, it'll work. But this is what's going to happen over and over and over again because it's magical thinking. Now, the thing is your average acolyte in this line of thought, diversity, inclusion, acolyte, somebody who's been initiated into it, doesn't know enough to articulate what diversity and inclusion are really about. So they say this vague, aspirational, nonsense pablum about, you know, bringing people from different perspectives together to bear on problems, and that will allow us to solve problems better. I'm sorry, Marxism is a, is a perspective. Criticality as a perspective doesn't solve any freaking problems. It just points at things they don't like so that they can try to change society it doesn't solve any problems. For example, bringing a Marxist into a physics lab doesn't solve any problems in physics. They don't have any tools. Any tools they have to do physics are a result of studying physics, not learning to complain. And all the problems they solve, like I said, are sociological problems from their perspective. They start remaking the, uh, the, 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 the society inside the institution, the culture inside the institution, the people inside the institution. They're just rearranging the departments in terms of who's in them and what the policies are so that it falls in line with their ideology and reproducing it. Well, like I said, the average initiator acolyte doesn't know this, but they're, the consultants who are bringing this crap in and the leaders who become the officers do know very frequently. They're much more adept in the, in the cult ideas and doctrines, but when they know, they lie. They tell you, and in fact, there are documents out there, especially within queer theory, saying that they're using um, nicer language as a marketing strategy to get it implemented, knowing that's not what it's really about. The Drag Queen Story Hour paper, for example, explaining why we need Drag Queen Story Hour as a generative opportunity in education, explains that people think it's about LGBT empathy, and they know that and they use it as a marketing strategy to get people to accept it, but that's not what it's actually about. It says that in black and white in the paper. The point is about creating a woke Marxist counter-hegemonic culture inside the institution so they can wield the power and resources of that institution to bring that uh, woke Marxist counter-hegemonic culture further into society and force people to go along with it. And that is the name of the game. And like I said, this comes ultimately from the application, the woke application of Gramsci, uh, getting down the line um, of, of this idea of counter-hegemonic infiltration. So just kind of to summarize again, diversity in woke means diverse as compared to the prevailing hegemonic cultural and political views, the cultural hegemony that exists. So in other words, it's the marginalized, underrepresented perspectives, blah, blah, blah. We're all kind of, uh, I think, getting used to that idea now. And the inclusion means including those perspectives. It's very important to understand this. Now, there's one pitfall here, which is that uh, it's very tempting to say, oh, well, it's actually about anti-whiteism or anti-straightism or anti-male or whatever. And a lot of the people who participate in this dynamic, especially the ones who know less about it or the ones who take advantage of the fact that they can get away with it, are in fact anti-white or anti-straight or anti-man or whatever, anti-good demons. But the thing is, is that's not how this is actually constructed. It's a woke politic. It will switch to whatever it has to switch to 
wherever the power lies, as long as it can disrupt the prevailing dominant society, which is in it, the Western values that any society could adopt if they want to. And so there's a there's an invitation here. It's bait. It's woke bait because we've talked in the past about the, the action reaction dynamic that the that your target's reaction is your real action. The woke need to reify this idea. They need to make real this idea of group rights and group groupishness, group folk identity. And so woke identity politics is an invitation to engage in identity politics as a response to say, oh, you're anti-white, so we're pro-white. And then at which point, what are they going to do? They're going to say, see, they're white supremacists. They've been hiding it all along and now the mask is off. Or you're anti-straight, so we're pro-straight. Or you're anti-man, uh, so we're pro-man. And then we saw what a disaster that turned out to be. It turns out the idea there is to bait people into reifying the idea of group logic, groupishness, and putting a conflict across the groups. The whole point of woke or of Marxism in general is to generate conflict across groups that can be synthesized into a greater whole. And you have to avoid stepping into the trap. The point is to destroy the prevailing values the inside, the thing, it's not white, it's not straight, it's not male, it is Western civilization itself that is expelling Marxism. The actual binary in play is Marxist thought versus uh, liberal thought. Marxism is a romantic reaction, a nasty romantic reaction, an evil romantic reaction to the Enlightenment and to the birth of liberty movements. So liberty is the target, and what liberty-minded people do is generate a culture that keeps Marxist totalitarians out. The diversity and inclusion scam is an attempt to force those Marxist groupish perspectives in. So don't take the bait at the same time as you fight this. But understand what diversity and inclusion are. Diversity means diverse against the prevailing society. In other words, woke Marxists using various identity categories as their levers, and inclusion means making the effort to include woke Marxists who are from the outside of the prevailing culture. It doesn't matter what color you are, who you have sex with, who you're attracted to, what sex you are. None of that matters to the woke. All that matters is whether or not you have the critical perspective or you have the liberty perspective. The liberty perspective is excluding them and that has to be turned over. So they're diverse, you're not. You're all the same, black, white, gay, straight, doesn't matter, you're all the same. Unless you adopt woke Marxism, then you're diverse and then you must be included.